1: Welcome to Board of the Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives the right balances coverage. For games to play on your table and on your television, you could think of us as the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and still to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who vibrates in all sorts of ways. Josh, how are you doing this evening?
0: Vibrating right along. As Excellent. they say. <laughs>
1: As they say, Josh, it's the next generation.
0: I mean, it's just November's 15th.
1: So is...
0: What does that mean? PS5 and
1: Xbox series of consoles, is that the current gen now?
0: Are we star day uh, 005 if we're the next generation? I guess so.
1: (laughs) Yes. That sounds right. That sounds right.
0: I don't know how Star Dates work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how Star Dates work exactly someone either. Someone listening knows and is mad at me. That is true.
1: I have no <laughs> doubt that somebody listening can tell us. And we I'd actually be interested to know. I just have never looked it up.
0: I used to know. I forgot. It had something to do with... Uh, I'm not even going to try to explain it because <laughs> it's going to make it ten <laughs> times worse. I used to know what it meant. But, yes. Sorry, what were you asking me before I started talking about Star Trek? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, so... You know, the Xbox series of consoles and the PlayStation 5 have now officially launched in the United States. Yes. The rest of the... I mean, Xbox is everywhere right now, but PlayStation will have a few more places next week. So here's my question. Is this now... Are PS5 and the Xbox series of things now the current gen? And now PS4 and Xbox One are last gen?
0: That's a good question. I mean, yes and no. It's Schrodinger's generation. (laughs) Some people don't have the new box. Right. So they're still in current gen, but we're now in current gen. It's confusing. I don't know when that line gets, like, I don't know when that baton gets crossed, like right. to the next gen, because there's still games being developed for PlayStation Four and we in Xbox still be developing current gen games for ten more years. It's true. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Xbox. I used to be one of you. Don't come after me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you could say yes, I think, but I don't think that you'd be wrong if you said no. Um, Because you know what I haven't done? I haven't gone to a game on my Xbox One X since playing PlayStation 5, and I'm curious Mm -hmm. if uh, what people are saying is just silly hype nonsense or if it's true that I'm going to be if I'm or if I'm going to go back to Xbox One X and try to play a game and be underwhelmed, I don't think so. And actually, I'm lying because I played Tetris Effect Connected, clearly, clearly not a showcase of next gen games, but I didn't feel like I was playing it back like an old console. <laughs> I don't know. All I, these people are like, I I can't go back to my PlayStation Four after seeing after playing PlayStation Five. I don't, like, I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get to our topics, but, um, yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. What do you think?
1: I, I was trying to decide that. I was thinking about that. I was uh, setting up for the show of what do we call it now? Do we call, because everything was talking about, oh, next gen is almost here. Next gen is almost here. Well, it's here. So is next gen now current gen?
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You could call it current gen and last gen. I mean, that's not yeah. incorrect. It is the last generation of consoles, PS4 and Xbox One.
1: For sure. So. I
0: guess. <laughs>
1: well, now that we have that squared away, <laughs> we're going to be tackling many important questions on the show today. Uh, but outside of you know that, Josh, how are you doing?
0: Good, hanging in there.
1: <laughs> that's that's good to hear. How about uh, you? R- really exciting news. My state today set an all-time new record for the state for the number of positive COVID tests. So that's pretty great. We're, we're doing good.
0: We're actually in, a, in the same boat as you.
1: Nice. That's pretty exciting. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> things, are, things are great.
0: Things are, <laughs> yeah. I mean, morale is at an all-time low, <laughs> yep. but we have new consoles. But we do have new consoles. To help with that. Uh, and
1: a pretty stellar-looking board game.
0: We have a a pretty stellar-looking board game. We have a sitting president who refuses to concede. uh, A loss. We have um, a pandemic that has gotten worse since it started. Uh, Yeah, you know, things are looking great. (laughs) It's almost Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is next week. Christmas is a month away. Everyone's going to go to their families on Thanksgiving, and COVID is going to get... One hundred times worse.
1: Yeah, probably true.
0: (laughs) It's gonna be great. Probably true. Christmas is canceled.
1: (laughs) In the background here, I now have this little like that's festive. Yeah, so we decided that to decorate for Christmas early because we're. I'm usually someone who tries not to decorate before Thanksgiving because I don't know. Just I've always tried to kind of maintain some sort of separation between the holidays. But we both decided that we could use some holiday cheer. So we just decorated yeah. for Christmas already.
0: I think a lot of people are doing we that. haven't
1: done is put up our tree. That's the one thing we're waiting on, but all the rest of the decorations are out. Other than uh, our front porch still looks very festive for Thanksgiving because we didn't want to push that too far for all the neighbors to see. But in the house, it looks like Christmas. With the nice weather
0: we had last week, people in this neighborhood were putting up Christmas lights because I think it's just easier to do that when it's yeah. warm up.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. We put the Christmas lights up just because, yes, it was... Last weekend was like the last like nice day that was forecasted for quite some time, yeah. so we got those up, and they're not on for the most part, but they're just there and available for whenever we decide to start running them. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see because putting Christmas lights up not exactly the most fun thing to do, and way less fun to do when it's crappy outside.
0: We're going to tell you they have these color changing Christmas lights, right? Why isn't someone created a Thanksgiving transition into Christmas lights? Things so you can put your lights up after Halloween. The lights are just orange and red and white for Thanksgiving, and then you press that button, and then they're your Christmas colors.
1: Or they could even be up at for Halloween.
0: Yeah, or Halloween through Christmas.
1: Yeah, and then you could have them. Someone needs to get on that. (laughs) Some sort of New Year's like just bright new white lights for New Year's type of thing, and you could have the whole thing. I'm just saying. Josh, it sounds like we just (laughs) came up with an idea for a business.
0: No, I don't know that that's a business.
1: (laughs) We can make the lights and sell them to other places to sell.
0: Yeah. That's a business. I guess. I think it's more of an idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we just have to. uh, That idea is trademarked and patented (laughs) by us. Uh, So if you steal it. We'll see you. All those
0: royalties.
1: (laughs) All right, Joshua. I have a lot of things I'm super excited to talk to you about. So if it's cool with you, I think we should get onto the show.
0: That's a great idea. I'm I'm sure people are done. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
1: so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board With VG on Twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board With VG. We are a proud part to play some video games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far. And if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG. But the most important thing is just that you listen and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast as well as all of the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. With that, Josh... On to our first topic of the show, which I think for both of us is going to be probably the bulk of the topic this week, hmm. talking a little bit about our experiences with PlayStation 5. Now, we were both fortunate enough to get a PlayStation 5. Neither one of us have an X-Gen Xbox at this point. Correct. So we both can only, at this point, talk to us talk about PlayStation 5 and our experiences with it. But with that, Josh, initial impressions of, we'll stop, we won't talk about games yet, but just PS5 in general... Getting it, setting it up, all of that stuff. What has, what was your experience like?
0: Uh, it was it was weird because um, I I kind of forget how long it's been since we've had a new console, and I'm not counting like the PS4 Pro or the or the Series X, although they, I mean at the time they had a little bit of that feel. But opening a box, you like that wasn't really a surprise or you weren't really gaining too much more by doing that with those. You were just kind of up like a PC upgrade. You're just upgrading your, your setup. So it was a little different. Um, um, My wife and son were both at at the house when it came. So um, my son's excitement uh, ramped it up a little bit just to know what what was getting opened. What is it for me? Is it a truck? No, it's not (laughs) either of those things. so I thought it was, it was funny because I think I watched a lot. No, who did I watch to it? It wasn't of Pierce. Someone was talking about having trouble getting it out of the box once they opened it and not quite knowing how to pull it out. And I had the same exact problem. I was like, you can't just like reach in and pull it out because of the way that it's in and the angle. And I was like, I don't want to like drop it or bend. And it's just, it was, it's so big that... It's like cumbersome and f- feels like fragile at the same time, so like uh when I got it, i've you know I already got the controller like i I got an extra controller, so I, that kind of was lost on me. I had my own little unboxing a week before, uh so the controller wasn't too exciting, but um, you know go through that box like you do on new consoles that has like the wires, and you never know if you're gonna get a surprise like in the older consoles. Sometimes they'd pop like a little surprise in there or a demo disc, which doesn't happen anymore. Um, so no no surprises, just a, a stand that I don't use anyways. Um, well, a stand to lay it down, I should say, not a stand to stand it up. Uh, yeah, pulling it out. It was nice. It was big. It was intimidating. <laughs> I didn't want to get my fingerprints on it too much. So I kind of immediately just put it on. It's on the very top of my entertainment center. Sticking out like the eye of Sauron at night, it just literally glows orange. So it looks exactly like it. Um, yeah, I mean, hooking it up was super easy. Uh, literally scanned the QR code on my phone and it just signed me in, uh, my TV immediately. As soon as I plugged it in, my TV said PlayStation five is connected. So that was nice. So I didn't even have to worry about that, like setting up the inputs and stuff. So that was cool. Um, Yeah, and that's like the initial setup, right? Like getting it, opening it, plugging it in. Pretty simple, normal steps. Uh, Oh, one thing I would say is between the console and I got the charging stand for the controllers, uh, for the first time ever, I think both times, both of them had long enough power adapters to reach where I needed to plug them into. That's rare, I think. So it was a nice surprise. (laughs) Um, That's a little weird, quirky thing that I appreciated, but uh, usually I'm always struggling with that. Uh, So yeah, what about you? What was your opening experience like in booting it up?
1: Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. I know there's been a lot of to do about the packaging of it. And I think, I'm trying to remember, and I should have gone back and looked. I believe there was an article back in the day about how they're trying to be as efficient with waste. For their packaging now. Sure. In general, they're trying to. And I think that's where a lot of the packaging decisions came from. But I actually, it is a big console, no doubt about it. It's actually not as big as I thought it was going to be. Really? (laughs) If that makes sense. Because I, with all of the memes and jokes and just seeing other people handle it, I anticipated that it was going to be bigger. And maybe it's just because I'm a bigger person. So, when I thought about it in the context of, you know, when they were doing the teardown of it, that man that was doing it, it seemed like the entire top half of his body, right? Like right. it seemed huge. I now just think he was a very small man. <laughs> like, that's really what the <laughs> conclusion I've come to is because while it was a bit, it is a big console. No, I'm not trying to minimize the size. I genuinely thought it was going to be bigger than it was.
0: Well I'm glad it wasn't bigger than it is. <laughs>
1: right. And I think it might be too because the shelf I had originally planned to put it on, because of hearing about how big it is, is a rather large shelf, but I didn't end up needing to use that shelf and I was able to use a smaller one. So I think all of those things combined, my my anticipation I think was just making it out to be even bigger than it was. So while it is still large, I had anticipated it being much bigger than it actually is. Are you vertical so guess, like, or horizontal? It is horizontal. Oh it stand no!
0: Up.
1: It cannot stand up on the shelf that it's on. I have actually no shelf that I could stand up on. My PS4 Pro is standing up and has maybe a half inch of clearance. Yeah. And this, you know, is going is like tw- th- three and a half inches taller, I <laughs> yeah. think, than the standing up PS4 Pro. So.
0: Yes, and that you, ain't gonna. And happen. you got the disc drive, right? I did get the disc, and drive, I got yes. the I got the digital version
1: so you didn't randomly get a disc drive version no and you know I'm
0: kind of regretting not getting the disc drive because I I really wanted I know I have Borderlands 3 on Xbox and it has the next gen update but I was like it was 10 bucks at Best Buy for the disc version and I was like you know I'd really like to give the game another shot and the fact that they're doing the next gen free upgrade I would I I would have bought it gotcha um, but but uh and I have my copy of Horizon Zero down here in physical, so I have to rebuy it if I want to play it. I know it's cheap to buy, anyways, but I wasn't thinking t- too clearly.
1: Because that wasn't include. That's not included in the PS Plus collection. I don't think right? it is now. Yeah, it's like the one one of the few games. I think they'll I
0: think... they'll add it to the PS Plus one of the months. I bet c- gearing up yeah. towards the new game. I bet. I bet they.
1: Yeah, were. I would. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it will definitely be offered in PS Plus before the second one comes out for sure. So, yeah, I don't – but like you said, yeah, plugging it in, again, cords were all <laughs> links they needed to be. I agree there. That was great. Uh, I do like that the charging stand is basically a mini PS5. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the charging stand for the controllers is just like – it's kind of designed to look like a mini PS5, which is kind of neat. Uh, and, yeah, and then the QR code – the new app is so mu- – I can't believe how much better this new app is than their old app. Yes. Because, yeah – logging in was super easy brought all of my stuff over that i needed to um so yeah getting it up and going was super simple um for just getting the ball rolling um what were your thoughts on ui all of that stuff any hic i think you had some hiccups that i didn't experience but as far as some saves go
0: (laughs) well that's yeah i mean that's mostly my fault uh (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that first. I was under the impression because I was reading all these articles about how to transfer your data, and it says like like out of like when you set it up, it's going to ask you to do a transfer right away between consoles, and you can do that. But there's these two other ways, and one of the other ways was just um, the online transfer. Like you and, and this happened before because when we were talking, and I. When I went to replay Horizon Zero Dawn, my save wasn't in there. And I, and I was talking to you and I was like, how do I get my save back? And you like led me through it and it was like, go into this and pull up this. And and it was like, load cloud saves or whatever. And then it it did, and it pulled all my saves up. So I was like, great. So that's how I'm going to do it. Cause I, I, I reformatted my PS4 Pro. I sold it. So I, you know, I had to clear the whole thing out. And I wasn't and I was trying to sell it before the console came out so it wouldn't lose its value like immediately. Right. Which actually kinda happened. I had to sell it to somebody else for less money than I was going to. Um so I went to do the cloud saves, and apparently the PS5 only pulls PS plus cloud save data. So I'm crossing my fingers that they fix that. So we can pull any of my cloud save data because I do have Horizon and Tsushima saved on the cloud. But PS5 doesn't give you the option right now for, spe- like, in general, cloud saves tied to my gamer tag, it or my PSN name. It only lets you pull cloud saves from PS Plus games.
1: Well... I- I don't think that's totally accurate, because you have to have PS Plus for cloud saving.
0: Yeah, I have had it since PlayStation 3.
1: Right, but what I'm wondering is, is because we game share, I don't know if it automatically pushes... Oh, but even non- my Horizon save isn't on there. Oh, interesting then.
0: And the only, the only games on my list that I can get clouds from are PS Plus games. None of them oh, are games weird. I have physically bought. Like overwatch isn't on there, um, um horizon division, uh, no man's sky, none of my physical games are on there.
1: that's super bizarre,
0: yeah, and I was trying to find I was trying to research online, I couldn't get a straight answer, um, the only thing I read kind of supported what I'm thinking is that it says p s plus games, and then it was like, you have to turn on cloud saving on your p s four and I did. Because I've done it before and I've recovered it before, so I'm not really sure the hiccup. Regardless, I I think I've come to terms and just not going back to Ghost of Tsushima ever, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and hoping that Horizon clouds uh, Horizon Save Data doesn't um, have any importance in the New Horizon. Like some games, like give you like perks and rewards from previous saves. Um, so yeah, that's a bummer. I was pretty bummed about that for a solid day, uh, (laughs) honestly. Um, the UI is, I'm getting used to it. It's, it's totally different. Um, and I definitely haven't explored, uh, every aspect of the UI because I've just been focusing on games. Um, so I don't want to say I like it or I don't like it. It's just different right now. Um, like I'm hesitant to say I like it, but because it's different and I'm trying to learn it. Um, cause I'm so used to, it's definitely cleaner, right? I like that. It's lower profile. Not everything's in your face. It's a little, it's better. Like they have a media tab this time. So I don't have to go like search to find voodoo, like, cause it never showed up anywhere on the PS4 main screen. Like if I just go to the media tab, it shows all my apps that are not games on there. Um, it's nice to have all the games lined up on there as well in the games tab and keeping all that other stuff out of the way unless you want to see it until you go down on the screen to see it. So, And there's still tiny, tiny icons, so they don't want really to take you out of anything.
1: Yeah. No, I think the UI, I really so far am enjoying the UI. There are going to be things I have to get used to because I am so set in, you know, a- after <laughs> six plus years of PlayStation 4 trying to get used to things being different is always a challenge. So I like the look of it, but there are things in it that just seem counterintuitive right now because I'm just not used to it. And if I think if you had maybe started with this as like the first UI you'd ever seen in a video game, maybe it would work, make more sense. But there are just some small annoyances. Like I don't like the way that uh, trophy information is displayed as far as how the trophy is horizontal. Yeah, I, I just don't like that. I don't know why. Maybe it'll be fine, but you just can't read a lot of each of them. So, like, it's small things like that that I don't enjoy, but overall, it's very, it's way faster than the PS4 is. Oh, yeah. So, it's super snappy. Like, the store is way better. Uh, there's a lot of definite improvements. I think just getting used to the navigation um, is what's going to take some time. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'm liking it as is currently, but like I said, just got to get used to some things. Like, if you just hold the PlayStation button on your controller for a while, it doesn't do anything. Right, and I not keep noticing that, that yeah. Because it's been that way for so long. Like, that's how you shut off the console. Just like beeps
0: uh, at you. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, but I will say, you know, it it is also obviously super new and everything. When they're super new, they're going to ideally run as best they can, uh, super quiet and super fast, yeah. which is nice. So. You know, if it had to be this big for it to be super quiet and super fast, I'm fine with that because it is those things right now for sure. Yeah. So, and I think they make game sharing way easier.
0: Way easier. Way easier. Which in- is insane. Nice.
1: Yeah, which is super nice. That obviously a, uh something that we, you know, do together and definitely benefit from. But the fact that, you know, we can be in one another's accounts without kicking the other person off and like was literally just logging into the account one time and it's all set to go and good to go it it's and way way better than it was before we
0: each get we each get 100 notifications each yes. about every time we download <laughs> something however that does let us know when one of us installs a game as well cuz my wife was like what yeah. is overcooked why is that popping up on your phone and i was like oh i'm downloading it right now <laughs> Kyle you got overcooked <laughs> and you've never played I did get it i overcooked so oh, you've ever played Overcooked? I've never played it. She's never played it. So oh, I me try sure to download it, is.
1: it. Yeah, it's um one of our favorite games. We play it all the time. So now that they have it repackaged, all the content, plus new levels, plus everything together in one slick format for the next gen slash now new current gen. I was like, well, that's gonna have to be an automatic get. So
0: nice. Yeah, happy you get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you're right. It is interesting because we do get notifications. Like you bought call of duty and I had a little pop-up on my phone of like call of duty was downloading. I go, Oh, okay. That's cool. But I also do like the fact that I can, even though your console is set as my primary console, ostensibly, they use different language now, but ostensibly yours is set as my primary. I can still link the app to my, my console at home and push downloads to, to my console. I should do that. And that's, um, You can go in the settings and it'll show both of our consoles will be listed um, and you can just pick whichever one you want to link your account to. That's why I had mentioned to you earlier, Inside Baseball listeners, I mentioned Josh, messaged Josh and was like, hey, I changed the console that my app was linked to. Let me know if it impacts Share at all. Like, Can you still play the games that I purchased on your console? And it doesn't have any impact, it seems, which is nice, but then it allows me to do all of the things that the app allows you to, to start games and push downloads and all that stuff to the console at your house, rather than to the console that is being game-shared.
0: Nice, mine was already selected, perfect.
1: There you go, so that's perfect. So, yeah, but overall, all that stuff, definitely a better experience. Uh, but Josh, in the end, all this cool stuff, UI, you know, the way the console looks, all these things in the end really don't matter that much because it's about the games, right?
0: That's what I've been told. (laughs) So
1: what has that experience been like for you? What games have you been playing thoughts on them? (laughs) Do you feel that, you know, have you had the, this is next gen experience yet?
0: Well, more than anything, I've had the new console launch experience, which has been a long time since I've had that. Um, You know, that time where you you might you actually feel like you have more games than you can play. Yes. Um and it's been I don't think that since the PlayStation 2 I've felt this way about like launch games, like Xbox, like some like the some of the notable ones I look back on. It's been like one game on launch I've wanted. Maybe and maybe you get a second one because you're at the midnight release. I remember Playstation Five and Dreamcast. Sorry, PlayStation Two and Dreamcast. I I remember getting like five games each, like and like not knowing what to play. Um, it might even be PlayStation One that I'm thinking of. To be honest with you, ESPN Track and Field was that PlayStation One.
1: Uh, shoot, that or Summer might Olympics, have
0: been. Or whatever it was. Um, PS One or PS Two, whatever it was. Like my friends and I, like either like stayed home from school or skipped school, uh, or weren't in school. <laughs> And we're playing like on the floor in my living room. Um, and, uh, just, uh, this is one of those ones where this, I have so many games and, and they're all new games to me. It's not, um, um, a situation where I'm like, given like currently, like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, like realistically, you technically have a bunch of, Uh, last gen, current gen games that are better now on next gen consoles. So you could even have more games to play uh, in that situation. And like for Xbox, there's so many games I want to play that I've already played, but know that they're better now. So it's interesting when I think about it like that. So I think, so the first thing I did was pretty much just like download, right? I, I got Two, i got two games and then we set up our game share and then i downloaded your games and eventually i got more games and <laughs> eventually i think you got more games so um the installation process went like super super quick for me um, and it's funny because i have it hardwired but if you don't select it to be hardwired it just uses the wireless connection it doesn't default to hardwired And I didn't realize that till today (laughs) when I signed into the Xbox and it said no internet connection. And I'm like, what? I mean the PlayStation, sorry. And uh and then I went to check the settings and it was still connected as wireless. I had to go change it to a no-name wired connection, which was weird.
1: Oh, interesting because I don't ever remember setting up my internet connection for it, but all of the wireless internets are password protected. Yeah. And my PS4 was hardwired. So if it carried that over.
0: I think my problem was I set it up wirelessly when I was doing the setup.
1: Oh, okay. So, gotcha. you know, no, I, I put in not. the
0: password for the so. Wi-Fi and everything. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I got to plug in my Ethernet cable. Um, but regardless, wireless and wired download speeds, very good. And I heard people complaining about PSN and download speeds. I did not experience that. Very yeah,
1: fast. I'm gonna Yeah, I was going to jump in there real quick because, yeah, downloading games was way faster than it is on PS4. Not even close as far to me at least my download speeds were significantly faster i was downloading you know 40 gigabyte games in shoot 20 minutes
0: yeah very quick for me
1: you know i mean it was very much much faster i will say though as a nitpick for those cross gen games <laughs> it is a little annoying to figure out what is the ps4 version what is the ps5 version and this is something that i think xbox obviously has done a great job on of just the system just downloads what whatever is best for you yeah. right Whereas, like Sackboy as an example, I was like, "Oh yeah, download all." Well, I downloaded the PS4 and the PS5 versions of the game. And oh, I, I should to try check to go that. Figure out, because I am so used to just downloading all, because I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind yeah. that like it would download both of them. And I just always have downloaded all because of the extra content and whatever. And then I went and looked at my console, and I had it, it. The game was queued twice, and so I was like, "Oh, PS4 version and PS5 version both queued separately."
0: Did I potentially play the PS4 version of Psych Boy?
1: Potentially, you did. <laughs> I think we talked about this though, and I talked you through it. I think we got it. So it was just the PS5 version.
0: We were talking about um, Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so I can't it would tell. Say,
1: like on your system, yeah. Any PS4 games have a little box that say PS4. Oh, okay,
0: so it probably so. isn't. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And you can also if you go to your installed games, you can also sort them that's by right. PS four or PS five. Yes. So that's two easy ways you could tell.
0: Okay. So yeah, so um I played I only I bought I bought Miles Morales, the 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 big edition, and I bought Godfall originally, right? So those are the first games I really like. My son was home, my wife was home. I didn't want I wasn't gonna play games, you know, all day, so um I played a little bit of Godfall and a a little bit of Spider-Man, both versions, just to see how they looked. Um, I definitely had to do some tweaking to the TV, uh, the games were like wanting to run very dark, which I thought was whatever, annoying, but that's not like, it is what it is. Um, at night, so I wanted, my plan was to play Tidal Blades, the board game that night with my wife, but My wife really wasn't not wanting to play it, (laughs) and I was like, "Well, I don't want to force (laughs) you to play a game." So I said, "All right, you want to?" I was like, "All right, fine. uh, Play PlayStation with me." And she like reluctantly said she would. Which I guess. So if you don't like it, you can go to bed. (laughs) So we played Sackboy, and we played. You know, it's two player co op. It's actually four player local. No online yet, but they're gonna bring it soon. We played for four hours. She just did not want to stop playing. And she was the one going, oh, we got to go back. We missed an orb in this level. I was like, no, let's just, we're just going to keep going. (laughs) I think two levels, we did go back to try to get stuff. Uh, All of a sudden, my wife's a completionist after like never wanting to play (laughs) uh, video games. Uh, So yeah. So the first night we played Sackboy, I had a blast. It's really fun. Um, we were having a lot of laughs, um, tossing each other, slapping each other, um, trying to get to the victory at the the quickest to get the extra two hundred points. Um, we had a lot of fun. Every level, though, every level they do like a preview, like pretty much every video game does, like the scroll over the level every level we played, she was like, oh no, this looks hard, horrible, every level. <laughs> it didn't matter how easy or hard it looked. Oh no, this looks horrible. Um, and she meant hard, not not like it didn't look good. Um, so we played that, yeah, we played that a bunch. Uh, that was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I won't, I mean, if I'm going to talk, why don't you talk about Sackboy if you've played it? Because I could just. I could don't want to just keep going on.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, we also jumped into Sackboy. I think played probably about four hours as well. Uh, I did play a co-op with the partner. Uh, she and I have played games together pretty regularly. We actually started playing um, Overcooked that night. And then she was like, eh, I'm not feeling this. I'm, I don't have quite the focus and the competitive edge needed for this. So let's try this other game you wanted me to play. I said, okay. So we then started playing Sackboy. And again, yeah, we played probably for about four hours that night and then two hours the night after that. And I really enjoyed the game. I I think it is a really fun 3D platformer that takes Sackboy and does some nice, fun, cool, like, extra flourishes with abilities and makes levels that are pretty straightforward but have still enough secrets for replayability. You know, all of those things that are kind of key to the 3D platformer to keep you coming back, keep you trying to redo a level to see if you can do better, to get it, you know, ace it so no one dies, like all these different things that you're trying to do as you go through. We were pretty much playing completionists. We were making sure we had at least had all the orbs um, for every level. And when we when we hit a point where we had two levels in a row where we missed orbs, was kind of when we're like, okay, we're done for the night. Uh, we're we're our edges lost a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really enjoying the game. I think it is a great launch title. is a really good family game. It is still though fun for anyone who has played video games for a while, and maybe you've missed out on 3D platformers or haven't played one in a bit it has that charm i think the soundtrack is really good sound
0: and and the surprise stuff like there's yes. like a rhythm level to yeah. to an actual like licensed song uh, yeah. yeah that was very good too
1: so there might be uh multiple of those yeah, right? i assume just, i assume there okay. would be yeah yeah so it just it, it's really surprising and maybe that's why i'm so high on it is that i thought the game looked kind of interesting, but then when they did the demo of the UI and they played some Sackboy in that, that's what really kind of sold me on the, wanting to play the game. And I've just been really pleased with it. The man, do th- games load fast on this system? My goodness gracious, no loading. Um, yeah, basically no load, right? You go into the thing; it's like a second, and then they do the overview that you can skip if you want to, yeah. because it's it's not like doing that to hide the load for the level. Like you can skip that entire thing if you want. But overall, really enjoying Sackboy. Uh, I think if you are looking for a family friendly game, you know it has a story, but that's basically throwaway. It's uh, you know it's fully voiced though. They have cutscenes and all that it's stuff. Throwaway. Well, in the sense that. <laughs> There's a reason for them to go. They could have just smashed together a whole bunch of really fun platforming levels, and it wouldn't have needed a story necessarily. I don't know. Maybe it'll pay off. Maybe I'm being judgmental. I guess it could pay off. But there's voice acting and stuff, and it's pretty good. It's good. We
0: watched a little feature from PlayStation's YouTube channel about the voice actors. Uh, Yeah, and it looks next gen. It looks next. It looks. I think the best way to describe it the way I thought it was is it looks crystal clear. And you see all these details of yarn on Sackboy down to the zipper. Like you see everything's and It's crystal clear and crisp and, and there's no hiccups. There's no frame bumps or jumps or freezes. Like it's just so well done.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but really, really enjoyed uh, Sackboy and, I think this will be definitely a game that we will finish. Whether I'll go whether I'll go for the platinum or not, I don't know. Um, some of the trophies for the platinum seem actually pretty tricky. Uh, but in general I have no doubts that we'll finish this game. Nice. So did you play Astrobot at all? I did for play I
0: played it with my son for like Okay. I don't know, thirty minutes probably. Gotcha. Yeah, I wanted to go back and play it, but I just made sure I tried a little bit of it. And then um, people are like, I got the platinum. I'm like, cool, bro. (laughs) I played 30 minutes. Yeah, I got the platinum in it. I'll go back and play it uh, for sure because I definitely want to get more of that tech demo, like showing me everything the controller does thing Um, because I will say, well, we have a question about it. I'll answer that later um, from a listener. But um, yeah, I want to go back and play more Astrobot.
1: Yeah, because I, I played it. I platinumed it in probably five hours, four hours, five hours.
0: But that's a uh, good it's really chunk fun. for a free game.
1: Yeah, it is a good chunk for a free game. It's really fun. And they did the thing that I'm guessing this was on purpose is it has like DLC trophies. Um, but that's where they put like the speed run trophies. Uh-huh. So you don't actually have to successfully complete the speed running portion to get the platinum trophy. I did go back and do the speed run. It was pretty fun. I was able to do get the trophy for it, but. I could see where that might be potentially frustrating for people but you know Astros Playroom as a pack-in game I thought it was a lot of fun it really was pretty enjoyable uh definitely it's that happy sad moment of you're playing with this new controller that's supposed to have all this cool stuff and in playing that game you can see all the cool stuff it does and then you go man Probably no one else is going to do all this with this <laughs> controller, which is really sad. I really do hope that others do continue to use it, though, because it's used more subtly in other games. But it really is. The controller is really pushed to its paces in um, Astro's Playroom, and they do a great job of it. But it's a, just a really fun uh, kind of, you know, 3D platformer again, but uh, really well done. So, yeah, I hope you go back to it and I hope you have fun with it. It was I had, I thought it was a great time. So
0: Yeah, I for sure will. Uh, what's something else you've been playing I and mean, go off of each other, I think?
1: Yeah, so I think the next big thing that I've been playing is, is then uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I am probably six or seven hours in. I think I'm relatively close to the end-ish, I think. Okay. I've been doing a lot of side missions as I go, um, but I think I probably have... Yeah, I guess I don't know. I think I have a couple major story missions left with maybe some smaller ones thrown in there, but I think I'm getting closest to the end. And this is it's a really great game. I think if you liked the original Spider-Man, you're gonna like this one too. If you didn't like the original Spider-Man, you still might like this one, uh, because I think there are some tweaks to, especially combat. Yes, combat. Yeah, the combat is is different. It feels a little different, but Miles really is just so darn powerful. Yeah, I guess the character, his abilities, and the things he can do. It, you definitely feel like even though. As you're swinging, you definitely see the animation and how he's a little uneasy and not as certain with his movements. Uh, But in combat, he feels much, much more powerful. That He's still kind of getting a grasp on all of that. Uh, But he can absolutely um, work some dudes over without much issue (laughs) because of his powers, and it just makes that easier. Uh, The game looks really good. I did try it. I started trying it in... Uh, you know, in the resolutions of doing the 30 frames per second with ray tracing and all that good stuff. Because I just wanted to see what it looked like. And the game did look... The ray tracing was absolutely stunning. Uh, And Josh, this is the first time, though, that I can, in a while, remember then switching it to performance mode and feeling like it was a completely different experience. Really? The game, it, like, it ran so smooth, it almost made me nauseous at first. Like, when I was swinging, I was like, oh... Because it was just so buttery that i was like well i guess i'm playing this on 60 the rest of the way because this performance mode it's kind of kicking butt i wish they had instead of a 4k 60 they did like 1080p 60 with ray tracing right like that i think would be really cool and i don't have that option right now um but oh now i have to change my
0: settings and try on performance mode
1: yeah you should try it I was like, literally what I did is because I did this little swinging part and then I was like, oh, I want to try to do the same thing then with performance mode. So I did this little swinging area. And then when you go to put switch it to performance mode, it says, hey, you know, in order to do this, we have to restart the game and you'll load up in your last saved space. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm like, fine. It took like two, maybe three seconds. It literally the screen went black and popped back in and that was it yeah i was like oh okay well i guess restarting a game that's old generation talk (laughs) yeah so and then i went and i swung and did the same thing and i could immediately tell the difference it i have been someone who have always talked about how i don't really care about the difference between 30 and 60 and i don't know that in many many games that I have tried to flip back and forth, I have felt as immediate of a difference as I did in this game. Uh, like everything just felt different and better. So, and I swear I'm better at the combat now. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure <laughs> I'm just better from having played the game for more hours. Uh, but yeah, it it really did change the feeling of how that game works and really talks about how important frame rate is because um, the it, the game just feels totally different when you're playing it uh. at, at sixty frames. So I would encourage you to check it out. Um, But, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, I, it's a short story. I also have to say that I am pretty pleased with the fact that there are some things that I thought were going to be like, oh, here comes this major twist. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a twist we're going to say for like the very end of the thing. And I'm going to see it. But I already know what it is. And then they're like, surprise. We're just right going to tell you. And you're like, oh, that's not worth like I really feel like video game storytelling has progressed to a point yeah. where the obvious is not always the the path that they're going to go down, right? And then maybe, yeah, once they start making these taking the obvious path, you're like, okay, well, the next thing's probably going to go here and you're like, oh yeah, that kind of works that way. but I, I do enjoy the fact that they are, they are not, they're recognizing that if you are paying attention, you're probably going to recognize what's coming and they're not making you wait. Right. They're just letting you know, you know, and I, I really do appreciate that about the storytelling. And I think they did that in the first game really well. And I think they're doing that in this game really well. That as soon as you put the pieces together, the game's like, we know you put the pieces together. So we're just going to tell you what you put together and be like, yeah, you're right. We're going to move right. on now. Right. Um, and I really appreciate that about the game. So. Uh, you've been playing some. How far are you into it? What are your thoughts?
0: Um. So, yeah, I don't know how many hours I put in. I um, I can say without spoilers that I just finished the meeting at the church. Oh, okay. So um, when I booted it up, I think it's like 33% complete. So I put like another, I don't know, hour and a half over the
1: 33%. Have you been doing a lot of side stuff? Not
0: really. Um,
1: okay. Because I last time I booted, I think I, I booted was that right after that or right before that? And I was at like 52%. I've
0: been, if like I go buy something happening, I'll do it, but I'm not, okay. uh, I'm not like outwardly seeking. seeking There's so out. many, and I'm trying to, I'm playing some, like trying to play all these games and trying to figure right. out what's like what I want to do. Um, I know that I can pick spider-man back up pretty much whenever because it feels so good and that was like the key takeaway i had from this game was because i played i tried the remaster first just to see um the difference i'm not i'm not really going to talk about it because like we've talked about spider-man regular a bunch um it just it looks prettier so far um but yeah miles plays Well, it plays so much the same, it plays so much different, and I really appreciate that about it, but um, like Muscle Memory immediately kicked in, and I remembered exactly how to do everything, but even the game starts the same way the first one does, like you're put right into an uh, active swinging um, thing just to get you going, so it always makes me think of... On The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon tried to play Spider-Man when it first came out, and it put him right into that swinging thing, and he's like, I don't know what to do! <laughs> it's just <laughs> dropping out of the sky. Right. <laughs> and it's like, press R2! Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really like the story so far. It looks incredible, and now I'm going to have to change my mode to 60 frames and see how that looks. Um, the combat feels crisp. Uh, it's been a while since I played Spider-Man, but I th- I really feel like this game's leaning more into the Dark Knight aspect of um, gadgets and um, confusing bad guys, and I actually really appreciate that because that was one of my favorite parts of the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, and if you make a mistake, it doesn't make you feel like penalized; like you can immediately like handle yourself in combat, uh, so to speak. Like, there's definitely times where you get overwhelmed. Um, yeah, like same thing. I like the story beats. Um, I. I do like how they make you feel like if you're like you said, if your character's smart enough to know something that they just kind of make you discover it with your character. Um, so that's really good. I really like it a lot. Um, and that's the game I think I'm most actively playing, right? Like I've, I've put some time into every game, but I played the most of, of Miles from and mostly because I know it's shorter and I can revisit all the side stuff once I finish the main story.
1: Yeah. Outside of that, I haven't really played much. I've played some Overwatch, so from a backwards compatibility standpoint, I did play Overwatch. Uh the only thing that I really noticed there is that when playing with my usual Overwatch group, I'm the only one who's playing on PS5 right now. And obviously when you're connecting, when you're matchmaking, all that stuff like that doesn't increase, but the time from match found to me being in the game yeah. is far faster. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, we're on defense on this map." And they're like, "What are you talking about? How do you know this already?" Like, those things are much, much quicker. Uh, That and then the other thing, I played a little bit of uh, Overcooked. And it's funny because this is the remastered collection, so everything's up to 4K, all this really good stuff, specifically for next-gen. And it's one of those interesting things that in Overcooked, when you're playing the game, you drive around in this bus and you pick the level you're going to go into. And when you go into the level historically there's been a loading screen that comes up that shows you like how many what score you need to get three (laughs) stars and gives you all this information the game loads so fast now you can't even read that screen (laughs) so you have to before like we had to retrain ourselves that no when you get to the place you're going you have to look at the level there because then it tells you before you commit to it it's like oh you need to get like x number of points to get three stars because once you enter it you're into the game so fast like you don't even get to read any of the additional information that used to be presented to you (laughs) which is kind of a a funny thing that was noticed very quickly um but yeah outside of that you know still have a lot of games i want to get to i want to finish up spider-man though and then i'm trying to decide if i'm going to go to demon souls or godfall after that yeah or assassin's creed yeah we'll have to wait and see no, all of those, I'm sure, are not short games, so I don't really know how that's going to work. Oh, and I have Call of Duty now too, <laughs> so I guess yeah, there's that as well. But anything else regarding you know games or stuff with the system <laughs> you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I played a lot more games. Um, <laughs> okay, let's hit, hit hit us with them then. Uh, well, I'll say I played Pathless. That's a game that Kyle got for us. Um, uh, I mean, the game stays true to its t- its title. There's no instructions. It literally puts you on the game. It doesn't tell you what to do or where to go. Um, it's quite overwhelming, and I still don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. So I played it a little bit, a couple times actually, to try to see if I could figure out what's going on. Um, so I'm going to have to Google some stuff and figure out how to play that game. Uh- you
1: get runes to... Uh, unlock the towers, towers, yeah, and then once you've gotten the three towers in the area taken care of, then I think you can go fight the boss in the
0: area. Yeah, but they don't tell you where the runes are. It's just right. Yeah, so
1: well, because yeah, it's pathless. I mean, come it's on, pathless.
0: It suits its name. Um So I played that. I played. Um I'm trying to think of an order of. I don't want to do it in order of importance because that's silly. I played Bug Snacks. Um, then I uninstalled Bug Snacks. <laughs> uh, it's not for me. It's basically a quirky first-person Pokemon Snap, uh, Poke- Pokemon hybrid, weird, quirky, double fine t- style game.
1: Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah.
0: um, just it's just yeah, it was a little, a little much for me. Uh, so I didn't put too much time into it. I won't spoil it for people who want to enjoy it so if it's for you i hope you enjoy it um uh da, 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 da. i play demon souls i've never played a souls game and it's definitely a game that doesn't also it should be called pathless two uh <laughs> doesn't really tell you how to play doesn't really give you much direction i mean it has little pop-ups that tell you like hey press uh, you know r1 to attack or whatever um, I played that for, I don't know, maybe an hour or two. I didn't I did not not enjoy myself. I just was like kind of aimlessly fighting people and trying not to die. Um, in fact, I went through a whole castle, came out the same way I went in and, and didn't get to anywhere I needed to be. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with this for now. <laughs> um, but it's cool. You get to see like people's shadows of how they died, like their blood path. Um, so you can kind of prepare yourself for what might be coming. You can all people can also leave like notes about what's coming up. Like I've gotten the one that's like, check to the left or watch out for the bad guy above. So there's like helpful hints that way. So, I mean, I can appreciate it in that way. Um, I don't know if I want to bang my head against the wall playing a game ever. So we'll see uh, how much I put. Uh, We'll see. I'm going to play it more. We'll see how, how I do and how it goes. Uh, I played Godfall So, originally, I just played a little bit. I went back in, and I played through enough to unlock cooperative mode. Mm, So, it's like, uh, I think maybe an hour to get through the opening. Um, So, the way I described it, I think Devin was asking on Twitter. If you ever played Onimusha, it has a similar theme to Onimusha, where when you open chests or destroy battles you get three different colored orbs like green and Onimusha's health or, or red i don't even remember um and, and godfall has similar things like you get certain colors for um health um special and um i don't want to call them god powers because that's not what they are but like a power um the combat is uh, once you get used to it, it's pretty good it has a little reticle on the on the front which I, I was painfully unaware of for a while. So, like when you hit R1 to attack, <laughs> that's where you're swinging your sword. Um, it has like a quick turn on the D pad if that makes you understand how the movement works a little bit. Um, you're, you're really controlling a lot of your movement by where you're facing. So, uh, unless you lock onto an enemy, which you can do, uh, it feels really good once you get used to it. It does feel a little clunky and awkward at first. Only because I don't know that I've played a game like it, so it just felt a little different. But I'm excited to play with friends. Uh, I'm excited to play with you in that game um, because it looks it looks great. Um, but the, like the introductory thing, you're in like this like shiny golden like cathedral level. So I don't think it actually truly shows off like how good the game can look. And then like when you get out of there, you go to like plain old earth. So I think you're like in the woods. So I think there's more like room to show off this like system, but I like Godfall. I plan to play that more, especially um, uh, with people. Uh, What am I forgetting? Should I just look on my PlayStation app that tells me the games I have (laughs) Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? So I played that um, uh, for maybe an hour or two one of the things I was really looking forward to I'm not saying I don't like it first <laughs> I do like it I probably like it more than I like the last two Assassin's Creed games right but something that I thought was pretty funny was they say that this game like goes back like it minimizes the hundred waypoints to do things the first right. island I was on the first little spot I was on there's a hundred little glowy they're just glowy waypoints instead of icons i was so mad (laughs) i was like wait a second (laughs) i thought so i get it like and they're like classified for like wealth missions information missions stuff like that and story uh so i appreciate that um i like how it looks it also was very was a very dark game again i'm not sure what the deal is with the dark games but I don't want to keep having to adjust my t v settings for each game, and as as a degree was locked on my brightness, I couldn't change it. I think that has something to do with h d r but that was a little frustrating. I couldn't change that
1: that is the good and bad of h d r televisions that if you if your television isn't really great at h d r or if it even if it's good at h d r but has poor brightness, yeah, it can be very challenging for some games.
0: I mean, I got a brand new TV. It better not be. <laughs> I,
1: well, just because it's brand new doesn't I mean it has strength in brightness.
0: Donnie, uh, gave me some tips on what he did to make assassins look better. So I saved that screenshot so I can t- t- mess with my settings. Um, and lastly, um, call of duty. So I got it for us today, uh, because I saw some stuff about people talking about zombies and I was like, Oh yeah, that'll be fun to do. co-op. Um and then it was really cool cuz I could p- literally pick everything that I wanted to install even the PS4 version if I wanted to which I didn't do um and I didn't install Warzone yet so like you can install c- the campaign it actually comes in three different installs so I figured once I finished the campaign I'll uninstall that and then install Warzone to try to like to to compensate for the space um, and then if we have the same problem with the Warzone as we did last year, I'm, I'm not going to even have it. But <laughs> I started the campaign uh, tonight, played about an hour and a half of the mm-hmm. campaign, maybe closer to two hours. Uh, it looks great. And it's the first game that's taken advantage of the haptic controllers that I've noticed, at least. There may be other games that I've, that it does it subtly for a purpose, but this one, the guns feel heavier. To pull the trigger on a one of those big M sixteen, like chamber loading guns, like you have to push down on that controller hard. And I was like, "This is cool." They really right. did a good job with that.
1: Yeah, they said that every single gun is tuned differently for the triggers. Oh yeah, and
0: you can you can feel it. Uh, and that's really cool, I like it so I just did a little bit of the campaign uh, I didn't jump into multiplayer um, but the, I have the regular multiplayer installed as well but like, I'm just waiting for a night when we can play it together and then we have to decide what game to play that'll be fun uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to playing some Call of Duty with friends and some zombies because I haven't played a proper zombies in a long time um, yeah, so i played all the games, at least a little bit
1: So, (laughs) overall, then initial thoughts. Happy with your PS5 purchase? Overall, think it's it. Do you feel like it is "quote unquote" next gen?
0: Yeah, I'm very happy. Uh, I do feel like it's next gen for sure. The games definitely show that visually. Um, I know that like we're privileged enough to have 4K TVs and stuff, so I'm really curious how these if people are buying these on non-4K TVs and and what their experiences are, if they're really feeling like they're getting the next generation bump. Um, but I can see it and I can feel it. And, and we talked about like not really knowing what to expect. Uh, I don't know that I've been blown away. Right. I don't think I've seen something that I was like, Oh my God, miles from comes close. Um, but like, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. This couldn't have been done on a PS4. Like, I don't know that I've seen that yet, but I think looking at launch games and and track records, which launch games, it's a really good sign about what the next games come out in the next six months are going to look like.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I do think that portions of Miles Morales are that this couldn't be done. Like, yeah. The ray tracing in Miles Morales is really good. Now, the problem is, is you are zipping by the building so darn fast that you can't necessarily appreciate that as much potentially as you could in other titles that might have a bigger impact on you. Um, I think they, there was a screenshot I saw even earlier today or yesterday that for one of Miles' suits, um, how the logo is on his chest, you can actually see like the traffic reflecting like on his suit. Yes, like that's, that's cool. How, you know, like so. There are there are definitely things that are done in that game that um, obviously there's a PS4 version of it, and I'm sure the PS4 version is still very fun and probably still plays very well. But from a you know presentation standpoint, likely isn't the same. Like the moment you click start, um, on Miles Morales to play the game, to the time you are loaded into the game, like if you pick a save. Uh, is like 18 seconds. You know that that and that is full boot of the game going through the title screens um picking continue picking st- load your save into the game is 18 seconds for all of that. And that just is really that I think is the thing that has for the mostly told me that you know this is next gen. Um that and then honestly the controller but I I my worry with the controller is that it is being utilized sometimes now. There are some subtle uses of it in, like, Miles Morales, but definitely not as much as, like, Astro Bot or Astro's Playroom, for instance. Yeah, I just don't know how much that is going to be used because I do think it is a really, really good controller. And the things that it can do are really cool. It'll just be up to whether developers actually do that, whether Sony incentivizes developers to do that. Like, obviously, they have some marketing agreements and things with Call of Duty, so which is why you likely see it in Call of Duty. Yeah. But I I do hope that is something that others take advantage of moving forward because it was noticeably different playing a backwards compatible game like Overwatch. Even in playing Overwatch, the way that um, when you melee, the way the controller feels when you do that versus like a DualShock 4, totally different. yeah So and that's just, you know, from the controller itself and how it is taking the inputs that the, the, you know, DualShock 4 used to, and it just feels completely different when you do those sorts of things. So um, I I do think overall I'm very happy with my purchase. I do think the games look really nice. They load extremely quickly. Um, But like you said, you know, there are definitely some things here that show off what the, the console can do, just like, you know, your rise of last generation, right? You have this game that comes out or your Killzone Shadowfall. It's like, hey, look how pretty this can look. Yeah. But we really won't know the full capabilities for a bit of time yet. Um, But overall, I think we've made some good steps forward. And it does really, truly feel like, you know, next gen is here. Yes. And that's exciting. It's cool. I know both uh, the questions that we have from um, listeners are both related to this topic. Do we want to just do those now then?
0: Sure. We got a third one too that I think I have up still. Yeah, I do.
1: Cool. Well, why don't you take us through them then?
0: Okay. Well, let's start with Sleepy Paul. He changed his name. Sleepy Paul at Paul Calico eighty four says, "Faceplate question mark Can you really change faceplates on the controller? If so, would you want a solid slash clear color or themed plates?" I I heard rumors of this. I haven't tried to take my faceplate off because I'm not crazy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know the answer to this. Um but if I could I probably wouldn't, at least not with the white one. Um it just fits perfectly with the controller. Uh themed plates sure if there's like a for, uh, a Forza Horizon. If there's a Horizons or a done one, I'm like inclined to want it. It would just matter. Aesthetic is still important to me to a degree. I don't want something just looking out of place in my hands. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Kyle, you got an answer to this question?
1: Uh, So, yeah, you can change them, I believe, or at least they come off. So theoretically, you'd be able to change them. I would be down for some customization there. I don't know what I would want at this point, but I always am open to those things. I think the nice thing, too, about this setup and even the PS5 with the fact that, you know, the big white fins can come off, uh is that you would will be able to you know customize just like you know 360 faceplates back in the day uh you'll be able to customize you know your console without having to buy a whole new console right which is kind of nice and you ideally will be able to do the same with your controllers if you want to as well uh which i think is a cool thing like giving people the ability to do that um and obviously it's a way for PlayStation to make more money cuz they can sell those things but i i do think that it's a nifty way for people to be able to Uh, customize some stuff without having to totally replace. So I would be down. I just don't know what that would be right now. I'm sure when as soon as I see one that I'm like, I'm in on that one. That will be your answer, but what that is right now I don't know.
0: Cool. Uh, Saving Throw Studios at Studios Through uh, asks, is the controller as game-changing as people are saying uh, and what is the best feature? So I would say yes and no. I mean, it has the potential. I don't know that um besides our astrobot tech demo full game kind of thing and some call of duty stuff and and i did feel a little bit of the mild stuff where like there's like a slightly harder depression on the buttons yeah um, um i did notice that a little bit so i do think it's game changing right um astrobot really shows you everything it can do f- to a degree i'm sure it can do more um and maybe you'll have a different take. I don't know that it says game changing because in my brain, it screams "we" for some reason. Um, And I don't necessarily mean that as an insult. Just that I've seen it like implemented before. I think this is just like the masterclass version of that, where they're like, "Okay, yeah, we saw what you did, and then we did again, and like we think we can do that, but even better." And I think, for me, the haptic control is is the standout, right? I'm not super overwhelmed with the blowing in the controller or the touchpad, because we had that <laughs> in the PlayStation 4, right? So it's not super new. Um, it was cool that I could spell my son's name out on the touchpad and he could see it on the screen. And then he could like write on it. I thought that was cool. Um, so I'm excited for what else we can see and how it gets implemented. I, I think the best feature... Is the those R two and L two buttons uh, for me, Kyle? What about you?
1: Yeah, I think this controller is definitely the best PlayStation
0: controller they've ever oh, put out. I agree with that. Yes,
1: I think that, and, and I'll you know uh, whether or not you like the offset sticks or symmetrical sticks aside, I do think from a quality perspective, this rivals an Xbox controller, like without any doubts in my mind at least.
0: Okay, rivals.
1: Rivals. I'm not saying it's better yeah. than necessarily. I think I'm it, saying it th- stands
0: it, up to the challenge, sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I prefer the DualShock just because I prefer symmetrical sticks, but I think from a build quality, like, Xbox is traditionally, you know, I think most people would say Xbox has built the better controllers since they basically came out, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I think this really is PlayStation's best answer, and I do think that it is... For the first time, I think you could realistically say that the DualSense is the best controller on the market right now as far as a standard controller goes and have a absolutely legitimate argument yeah. for that. The big thing will be is whether or not developers use it and whether or not they use it to all of the capabilities that it has. Like you said, Josh, nothing in this controller is brand new things we haven't seen before. We've definitely seen these things in the past, but this is definitely the best representation of almost any of the items individually, and as a whole, definitely the best way they've all been put together into one thing. Yeah. So it really is just a refinement on other things that have existed. I hope that other developers really do take advantage of what's there. I And I will agree. I think that the triggers are definitely the biggest... Um, potential there that there's a part in um, Astro Astrobot or in Astro's Playroom that you're like pulling down on a handle on a vending machine. And I legitimately almost every single time that I did it stopped because the trigger would stop you and be like, okay, I, I get, why isn't this working? Not realizing that I hadn't reached the end of the pull. Like it literally <laughs> was putting that much pressure against it yeah. that you had to like, it was like a click to like, get it to go the rest of the way. Uh, so yeah you know do i have worries about longevity and <laughs> yes. if you know these were really pushed to the limits so that people would be breaking them sure i mean that is absolutely something that could potentially be a problem but i think the potential is there for this controller to really be game changing is going to be a, a, a about whether or not developers choose to pursue it that, in that way i was
0: talking to my buddy about it and he was saying how much he enjoyed it and i said I said, if you have the ability to buy a replacement plan on your controller, do it every time. <laughs> yeah, I at least for now, for sure. Because <laughs> he's like, really? I was like, yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had one more uh, question or, or a submission to our post. It's from Splague, uh at Toplicious. I I just read it as you're talking, and we're not going to be able to do this right now, so... Splick, well, I'll do this as a topic next week because uh, Splick says, uh, for each console generation, pick a favorite game or one that defines that life cycle. <laughs> so oh boy. we'll do that next that week. That's like a great topic <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, we'll week. do that next week as a topic um, because there's no there's no way I could do that uh, on the fly right now. But I appreciate you thinking that we could. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's great. That's great. <laughs> Awesome. So Josh, you know, we've, you know, been chunking along for about an hour fifteen at this point. Oh, yeah. So we do have a couple other quick topics here. Do you want to go ahead and just jump into our last final topics and get things moving on that way?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I'll just I'm just gonna cut my my topic three out. That seems to make okay. the most sense. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so uh Saturday night, finally finally, I just got the game. <laughs> Saturday night we got um Tidal Blades, which just came in on Wolf, I don't know, someday last week. I don't remember what day it was. Um Wednesday. Uh it came in, our Kickstarters. Kyle and I got our uh, on the same day. Um, so I immediately read the instructions and forgot them. So that was fun to bring it to the table where I was like, I read the rules. So we could play. <laughs> no, let me read the rules again to everybody. Um so Title Blades, I think. The easiest way to put it, the most generic way to put it, is it's a worker placement game. That's the the, yeah. the style of game. So, did you play this yet, or have you?
1: I have not, but I did watch a almost two hour video Whoa. that was a playthrough, so I could learn the. Was rules. it the game, the
0: game one with James Hudson or Rebecca Scott? So?
1: Oh no, it was not. Uh-huh. The, it was not game, the game. It was a different one.
0: So yes, so. Uh, essentially what you're doing in this game is you're uh, selecting a a hero to become, well, you're selecting a character who wants to become the next champion Uh, uh in this uh, world of Naviri. Easy to remember because of the Navi. Uh, right. And it's definitely a Watcher themed game. <laughs> uh, and in this game you have different areas on the board to go to as you do in worker placement games. Um You have the Fold where you can fight uh, monsters. You have the Chronoceum where you can, well, I don't know if I should, I don't need to call them out individually because basically each area you go to, besides the Fold, the Fold is different. You can fight monsters there and there are, and it it acts differently from the rest of the game. As you play through the game, you're competing to um, complete um, challenge cards and move ahead on the champion board as well. There is a um uh, a master a judge that moves around the board. And if you complete challenges where the judge is um you gain a bonus of of moving up on the challenge board which is on top of the game. You can check out our Instagram if you want to see what the game looks like. It is definitely a uh has a huge table presence which I like. Uh while it is also worker placement it is also um, a dice, what's the word I want to use? Um, I don't know the right word, is you are adding dice to your hand, dice to your dice pool, and you are also using these to complete your challenges, and the challenges have icons that are on your dice, and those are what are required to complete to, to succeed. I think every challenge card, if not most challenge cards, also have a push-it spot. So as an example, I, I kept the box here so I could tell you, like, because so I wasn't going to remember them all, but each player board has four dials. The player boards look incredible. The whole game looks incredible, I should say. Mm-hmm. It is a work of art. Um, but each character has things that you're doing. You have focus, Spirit, resilience, and strength, and synergy. These are the things you're trying to increase as you play the game, and as you're going to these different spots on the board, this is where you have the opportunity to increase said things. So, if you increase focus, that is how that is how many dice you can use from your active dice pool to complete a challenge. You can also. Spend fruit, which you can get in the game to roll more die to complete a challenge. Uh, spirit is your stunt power, so there are stunt cards in the game that give you bonuses, they're one time use. Um, but stunt power and what your level is also contributes to what you can do. Uh, resilience is uh, is symbolized by a shield, and it is how you can um, refresh and upgrade your dice. So after you spend dice, they go into uh, your spent dice pool. And at the end of the round, depending on your level of resilience, that's how many die you can put back in your active pool and upgrade, which is important. Um, and then you have synergy, which is your character cards. Now, each character has their own deck, and they have these cards in their deck that you're when you get on your synergy wheel... When you get to a part where it lets you use cards, you draw two and you keep one. You put one on the bottom. And these are cards you can use as many times as you want, as long as you can fulfill the requirements. Um, And they're pretty beneficial to each character, but they're also very different for each character, which is nice. Like I had, I played Cayman. He was, he's the big alligator man or woman. I'm not sure. I didn't read, we didn't read the flavor text for this first playthrough because it was a bit overwhelming. Uh, but I had a, a, a character power where I could move to um, uh, an occupied space. So it kind of works like other worker placement games. There are spots where if one person goes there, no one else can go there. There are also open spots on the board where anyone can go. No matter how many people are there, you can still go. Uh, so I had a character card where I could put my guy on an a occupied space, which is a game changer for him. Um, you also have shells. ...and a Shell Shield. So Shells are used to absorb damage. And what's cool about Shells is when you use a Shell to absorb damage... ...it goes onto your Shell Shield, which you actually get to use them again in a different way. And the way you get damage is when you're rolling dice for any reason... ...you're also rolling a Danger Die. And Danger Die potentially deal you damage... The cool thing is you can you can keep rolling as long as you want, as, as long as you have dice, but you always have to roll the danger die. So you're always potentially... And if you roll a danger die and you get an X, you lose a die unless you can use a shell to, to soften that. And that's not just lose it into your spent pile. It's lose it to the general supply. So it's, it can be dangerous. Uh, if you go to the fold and you fight monsters... The twist is you lose every die you spend to fight a monster, whether you succeed or fail. Uh, That's something I made the mistake of doing on my first turn. Uh, (laughs) But you also, there's a couple cool things about the monsters. You don't have to defeat a monster the turn you're there. As long as you have a character token, like you fulfilled, usually monsters have between four to six die that need to be filled on their card to do damage as long as you've done one of those you share the reward if the monster is defeated uh so that is uh, as uh, fun as well i would say in our in our play we didn't really see the benefit of even doing the fold at all i went there once we never went back um because it's challenging and you it's it's high risk and low reward so we were curious if there's a specific character that was good at it, or if maybe um, the expansion adds more to it, or the like something changes.
1: But when you go fight the monsters, don't you get to increase your dials for every single dice that you successfully do there?
0: You do if uh, you you know what you might be right. Maybe that's what we didn't do correctly. Um, because yeah, because I, I think don't think it- that we I don't think we played it that way.
1: Yeah, because in watching the playthrough, because I was in the same situation. I was like, why in the world if you have to get rid of all of your dice, would you ever go do this? But the guy who's doing the rules breakdown was like, okay, so now you've spent like your five dice and you've done like you know, two shields and, like, whatever, whatever, like, then you get to increase your dials, like the two shield the like, and all of those That things. would be worth
0: it then. Yeah, it didn't say it in the rules because I definitely looked over it a few times, so maybe that's a BGG update or something. Um, yeah,
1: and granted, this was a two-year-old rules video. Right. So maybe it has changed and that's not even the rules anymore. Yeah,
0: I'll have to check it out. It doesn't say it in the rule book. Uh, it could say it. They also have, like, a almanac, which is, like, tips and tricks and things you missed and card descriptions, so maybe it's in there as well um so yeah so i'm trying to, i'm trying to think of of things that we did uh it plays over four turns the da- the danger die increases as you play um you also start with two tokens consider them workers and then uh the second round you get a new one and the fourth round you get a new one um so you do have eventually get to take a bunch of turns we did find ourselves in a predicament at the end of the game, when we all had four markers, the last two people to go literally had nowhere to go on the board because they were all full, except for the fold. Uh, so it was... Um, I was like, oh, maybe we should play with the expansion next time. <laughs> but <laughs> it might change now that we know that the fold lets you get those die at least, But you're still losing die. So yeah, it would be like... yeah. So you're, you're also upgrading your die as you play the game. And you start with um, novice die, and you can work all the way up to expert. You have to choose a path, which I think is interesting for a certain die. Like, you start with a white die, and when you upgrade it, you either pick blue or red, and then that's the upgrade path you're on for that. And they have different symbols on them. Each character card tells you like what your character favors, but that's just flavor, really. They don't have any benefits to to that. It's kind of just kind of like giving you guidance as to pick These colors and, and maybe their character cards focus on those, but we didn't run into that. Um, there's also a market area where you can buy, spend fruit to buy upgrades to dice or get shells, things like that. So, there's a lot of options. We had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I thought my friend texted us, our group, this morning uh, with a, a review essentially, so I thought I would read it. Um no, I will say this because it's addressed in his his thoughts. Um, we di- there's a lot of lore to this game that comes with a book, and each character card has like story, but we didn't really get into any of that. Um, but it's there if you want it. So this is Joe, my buddy, my DM, my GM for my Pathfinder dude. Um, he said this to the group. He said, "I really enjoyed it." Uh, While a bit overwhelming at first, everything flows in such a way that once you start playing it remains complex, but it gets easier and easier to see how the pieces fit. I like how varied the strategy is, especially how you can customize your route to victory via different paths, specializing, um, or maintaining balance. It all seems like uh, viable choices. I also enjoy the elements of randomness, such as challenge cards and goals, increases replayability. It's also... It also nicely fuses solitary play with interaction in that you have to account for spaces you want to go but can't. Um, made me think of Tokaido a bit in that regard. Obviously, it's absolutely gorgeous. The production value um, of amazing min- uh, is amazing from minis to the character cards with the wheels. Two critiques, The Fold. I'd be interested to see how The Fold comes into play on future playthroughs, maybe with other goal cards and whatnot because last night there really didn't seem to be much incentive. Now maybe we know. Um, and two, the theme feels pretty tacked on. While visually outstanding, and while the gameplay is great, they don't really come through in in my mind. It's because a fun and elaborate system, uh, symbol matching game uh, that they came up with uh, for a reason to go to various spots. It's fine, but I was hoping for a little bit more there, since the setting seems so important to them. Overall, two big thumbs up. I think it's a game that will get better and better with more plays. Um and my friend comes back. Very thorough review. You trying out to for a guest spot on Josh's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, thanks Always for your guests. thoughts, Joe. Um and I agree. I agree with everything Joe said. I wanted to try to put it in my own words. I didn't want to try to like um like borrow off of what he said. Um I really enjoyed it. It definitely clicked after one round. In fact, my my buddy said Not Joe, our other friend said, like, audibly, he goes, yeah. He's like, hey, we all get it, right? We all know what we're doing now. And I 100% agree with him. Like, once you get over the size of the game and then the awkwardness of your first time playing and first, like, round and who's doing what and where to go, I think it hits right after that first round. Like, you know to some extent, what's going
1: on? Yeah, uh, my only question that I have for you, and this is what I I was feeling while watching the video, because it's only five rounds, right? Four rounds. Four Four rounds.
0: Is that long enough? It was long. It's seen... Oh, is <laughs> we it? We played okay, till one thirty a.m.
1: I was just trying to think of you know trying to accomplish all of the different things that you have set out as possibilities for you to do. Yeah, it didn't really seem like four rounds would be long enough because in the first couple of rounds don't you only get like two moves? I felt the
0: two Yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, wow, four rounds doesn't seem long. The first round goes by relatively quick and uh you only have the easy danger die in the first round. It immediately goes to the second danger die in the second right. round. So then you're using that for rounds 2 and 3. Um I agree it seems like um it's it won't take long. Uh and probably with a lower player count it might not fail, but with four players and then everyone having four turns in the last round mm-hmm. and everyone having three turns in rounds two and three, like a lot of, at least for the first playthrough, definitely analysis paralysis kicked in and it's not a, it's not a game where you can easily predict your next move. You can't just wait three turns. Like you can't watch three people play before you and know what your turn is until it's your turn. Right, because you don't know what's going to be available to you. Right. And, you know, that can be frustrating. Um, I don't know that I was ever frustrated, but um, I think that that incorporates with how long the gameplay is. Uh, But yeah, I think like three or four plays in, you're going to pretty much have it down to a good 60 minutes, like the playtime says, but we put in like three hours. So,
1: (laughs) gotcha. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. Anything else you want to say about title Blades? I.
0: I was looking on Skybound's website. It's pretty affordable compared to what we paid for it. Um, you don't get the deluxe fancy deluxe things, and like um there's no real reason to use the call the that came with the deluxe thing, but I you know we all used it except for one of us uh, <laughs> because we had it, but uh, yeah, it's like sixty bucks on Skybound's website and twenty five for the expansion. That's a great price for this game yeah. and the quality, even if you're just using cardboard standees. I think that the gameplay is solid and mm-hmm. this is a game that even though it looks good and I could easily put it like on my shelf with my games I want to display, it's going up there because it's a game I know that will play a bunch more, um, For sure. because it was very good. So, uh, I yeah. highly recommend it. And yeah, I mean, once the pandemic's over, just come on out of my house and we'll play together. Whoever's listening. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, really quickly, then, for my final story, it's going to kind of be a sandwich topic uh, that, along with PlayStation 5's launch, PlayStation released a commercial kind of, you know, showing showcasing games that are going to be coming to the PlayStation 5. And as part of that, they uh, dropped a little bit of information of when we can expect some of these games. So as part of the commercial... It talked about how Ratchet and Clank, Grand Twitters, 7, and Returnal from Housemark are all slated to be released in the first half of 2021. Horizon Forbidden West is slated to be released in the second half of 2021. Currently, we also know that God of War is slated for next year, which we'll see if that actually <laughs> happens. Uh, but then we also know that uh Deathloop got slated for May 21st, I think. Um so, Josh, how do you think? The first year of PlayStation Five games, with what everything that's been released now, having Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo Seven, Returnal, slated for you know early twenty one, Horizon, more than likely for sure late twenty one, maybe God of War. We have Deathloop that's coming. Uh, we'll have you know other games in there too that I'm probably forgetting about right now. But what are your thoughts? Is it looking like a good, solid first year for PlayStation?
0: Yeah, I will have to look more into Returnal and see what that is. I mean, we're not we're, we'll get Trees Turismo Seven in twenty twenty two, twenty three maybe, if at all. Um, <laughs> is Housemark <laughs> the people who did uh, the Order? No. Who did? What did House do? Josh. I know. That I probably know the answer.
1: You're you're breaking you're breaking my heart here a little bit.
0: I just don't know him by studio name.
1: They. Released. Let's see if I'll, I'll give you some clues here. They released what many consider to be the best PS4 launch game that was free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, <laughs> when you bought your PlayStation Four. Okay.
0: So they don't do games that I that I like. I can appreciate them, the games, but uh, maybe you should, I think Reservoir Gun was like five bucks. Should I just buy it?
1: Have you ever played Reservoir no. Gun? Really, man. I mean. Yeah, I think you should spend five dollars to play it. Actually, I mean you should be able to download it because I have it. Oh, you already have
0: it. I'll download it. Okay. Yeah, I already have I'll give it. Give it
1: a shot. Uh, but yeah, H- uh, Resident Gun is great. Uh, you should also play Next Machina for sure because I have that as I well. So you definitely want to play that one. That.
0: I think you. Oh, Next Machina. I think you had me try that. I think you. You told okay, me. Okay, to I
1: love it. Next Machina. It's great. Uh, um, okay.
0: Yeah. So hey, is, is Returnal going to be a game like that?
1: It is a third person. Uh, it's a third person action shooter. It oh, looks that like. sounds so better. it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, i still think it has like the um you know <laughs> try to get a high score die try again type it seems like uh, it has yeah. that a mechanic built in uh but yeah it looks way prettier than their other games cool. do i guess okay
0: so here's what i'll say uh for the first year f- well first i'll say all the titles solid titles right I, I and i and if it were only these titles for the first year i'd say for first party studio, it's it's a good offering. I expect they'll be more announced because for Sony, I think that's a little low, like qu- quantity wise. I don't. I'm sure quality wise is gonna be super high. Um, but with the with the delay of Grand Turismo Seven, I just like that's one less game, and the delay of God God of War. So, you know, we're looking at Ratchet and Clank Horizon and Returnal. Like that's okay for a year for first-party games, but I expect we'll see more from them um, in the third-party exclusives, third third third-party time stuff. Like they're on just from launch; it's a great launch for the first year. So I think I think they're looking good. Like, um, I mean, what are we going to see remasters of? We'll see like. We got Mass Effect Remastered coming. I guess that doesn't really matter with Sony, but it might be a lot of people's <laughs> first time playing Mass Effect 1 on PlayStation.
1: That's true. Yeah, we'll have to see, because they still have also, like, Henry Bridge of Spirits, Ghost yes. of Tokyo. Yeah. Like, those w- those are still games that we haven't, you know, gotten any more solid uh, news on yet. Uh, obviously, like, you know, Yakuza 7, is co- or Yakuza Like a Dragon, is coming later to PlayStation 5, because that won't be until March... Um, so that's not obviously an exclusive, but still a game that will be coming to, you know, PS five. So I, I feel like they're, they have a pretty solid, you know, first year of games, uh, really happy with what's out now. I think things are starting to, uh, shape up pretty nicely, especially looking at, you know, Ratchet and Clank, um, Returnal. I'm really looking forward to horizon. Obviously mm. I suspect God of war will slip. I think Gran Turismo is going to come out. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to slip.
0: Wow. I'm happy that you think that.
1: (laughs) Now, it might slip till later in 2021, but I don't think it's going to get pushed like a year.
0: I I mean... But I could be wrong. (laughs) I mean, I'm still waiting on the last Gran Turismo. (laughs) What are you
1: talking about, Gran Turismo Sport?
0: No, that's not what I said. (laughs) Gran Turismo Sport is a game that they put out because that's all they had of the card one they were supposed to put out. Listen, I'm totally not. T- I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> Gran Turismo Six never released. Okay, and it was a launch PS4 game. We're not getting Gran Turismo Seven. Okay, <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. I, th-
1: you're you're welcome to die on this hill. I guess that's totally fine. I mean, I
0: <sighs> I loved playing Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. It was one of the things that I bonded with my brother on getting our licenses and. And doing all these cool things and playing these, like, 12-hour races. Like, it was insane. And then it just, I don't know, it fell off for some reason. And now we're stuck with this weird, I have to take one million photos of every car in the world to put it into my game. <laughs> and then it just never comes out. <laughs> I don't
1: understand what you're... D- I mean, Grand Turismo 6 definitely came out.
0: Was What was the one that was supposed to be PS4? Was it 7?
1: Well, because Gran Turismo 6 was a PS3 game. It came so out in like, the very end of 2013. Okay. And then we got GT Sport. But
0: it wasn't supposed to be GT Sport. It was well, announced as that we have... Gran Turismo number. I,
1: I, I don't even remember if it was.
0: <laughs> well, whatever. This is an arbitrary uh, <laughs> conversation. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: I thought I thought you were talking about Drive Club. Is what I thought you were no, talking about. No, nobody knows that what was game supposed that is. to be the PS4 <laughs> release driving game that got delayed like a year. Hmm. So that's what I thought you were talking about. That's no, what I was very just curious.
0: the Gran my game that never came out that we were supposed to get oh. seven years ago. I
1: don't, I, people really like GT Sport. I know I, know.
0: I don't know why they didn't put the game out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. All right, Josh. Uh, what's going to be announced on Monday between when we record and uh, when this episode released on Tuesday? What's going to be announced? Cyberpunk 20-
0: 2077 is delayed until January twelfth.
1: Is that the same day that the Medium got delayed to? Oh, I don't know. I'm just a wouldn't random just be, name, <laughs>
0: <be> random <laughs> date I threw out there.
1: <laughs> okay, wouldn't that be horrible if they just Medium's did,
0: like, like we <laughs> just pushed our... Oh gosh, come on, guys. <laughs> come
1: on, right. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Sony is going to celebrate the success of the PlayStation 5 launch and announce that they bought Bluepoint. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say it happens on Monday. Awesome. All right. So those are our predictions. We'll see what happens. But we do want to leave you with a well-rounded life recommendation. This is just one other thing we're currently into that's helping us live that balanced life. Uh, Josh, what is your recommendation? I see you have a very compelling one written down in our show notes. <laughs> Uh, so what is your recommendation for our listeners this
0: week, Josh? All right, so I didn't do any of the things I set off to do. I could recommend The Mandalorian Season 2, right? But like that's a no-brainer. You know you should be watching that. But episode the episode was very good. Um, and it had an actor I'm very fond of in it, but I won't spoil who. Um, uh. So I'm going to recommend something I haven't watched yet, but I intend to watch within the coming days. And it is a docu-series on Hulu, and it's called I Am Greta, and it came up Friday. And it follows Greta Thunberg around as she's doing her her peacekeeping or global environmental saving task that she has put on herself. Um, and I'm just so super fascinated with her as a person. So I'm actually excited to watch this and see, you know, get a little bit more information on, um, I don't really know how much they get into what they're, I mean, she is still like a child, right? So I don't know how, like, even in depth they can get and not, or what I really want to know, but I'm really curious about, um, her upbringing and how she got interested in, in this topic and, and how she's so strong and, and pushes back against someone who runs a country who bullies her online. Uh, I just find it very fascinating. So I'm interested to watch it, and I'll probably start tonight or tomorrow. So I am Greta on Hulu is a recommendation that I can give you that I may have to take back in a week. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking it up on IMDb. And I saw this rated pretty low. And I was like, really? Interesting. So then I started reading uh the reviews <laughs> oh and then I was like, Oh, I see why it's rated really low. <laughs> Never mind. So it might be great. Wait and see. Because it was on my to watch list too. So I didn't realize it was out already though. Another way my country lets, lets me
0: filled. down is people review bombing a documentary on a child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. So awesome. Uh so my recommendation is probably not a super fun one, but I do think it's one that's been extremely helpful um that i just say you know throw it out there it might be something that works for you might not be something that works for you uh but the partner and i have started doing one large monthly budget meeting and then a couple small (laughs) monthly budget meetings uh during the month so we do one like at bill's time and then we do a couple then just to kind of check in where things are at and this could be a really challenging thing to do because money is always a really sensitive topic for people I think in general um you know there, there's two things that couples fight about money is one of them and you could probably guess what the other <laughs> one is but those are like the big things and I think having these meetings has actually been super helpful because for the most part we've done a really good job of not um shaming one another when we are maybe being a little irresponsible as far as money goes. But for me, it has been extremely helpful in recognizing places that I could be doing better with my money. Uh, because you know, I sometimes buy a lot of video games, or I sometimes buy a lot of <laughs> board games and things that maybe I shouldn't. And this really has helped put like financial goals in perspective. And like I said, this is the way that works for us. Doing something different might be better for for you all, listeners. But I think having some sort uh, of plan in place with goals to help you kind of reach there can be super helpful. Um, it actually has made money like way less stressful because I know that like anything, any money thing that I I do like I'm going to have to talk about are it? Are you saying this under so duress? Really makes...
0: Are you are you no, being told to say all? this?
1: <laughs> no, not at all. It, but it very much makes like I I every purchase I think about it is like, well, is this something I really need or I really want? And if it, if so, like, is it kind of within what I you know can either fits within the budget or I can easily justify it? You know, because <laughs> like part of it was fu- funny because like I made a donation um to your extra yeah. life. And then I was like I talked about. It. I was like, "Oh yeah," and I donated this much money to Josh's extra life, <laughs> and I was helping sick kids. And then I was like, and it, it almost being like, "Yeah, tell me that was a bad music." This mind. one Let's is a freebie.
0: It it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, genuinely, uh, it has been super helpful. So, like I said, I,
0: I picture, know, I picture, something- I know, I know most of your purchases and uh, extra, like hobby wise, in the past month, and I just picture that like, <laughs> conversational like, <laughs> "Honey, <laughs> but I here's needed it." The,
1: <laughs> Here's the good thing about it, though, is I knew this was coming up. So it's like, hey, here's what I'd like to be able to do for all of this. Like, how can Mm. I make it happen? You know, so I was planning ahead for it and not like just figuring it out after the fact. (laughs) So that's been nice. So like I said, doesn't have to be that for you. But I think just owning that, hey. Sometimes talking about money is hard. Um, and so the people who your money your, is, there, there's also some obligation to that person. Um, so just being open and honest about it and trying to figure out a way that you can be successful together with it uh, has been really helpful. <laughs> you, for you know us. what I do so,
0: when I make a big purchase right before she knows I buy her something big and then she can't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works that way, but
1: hey, I guess you it know does what, if it works that way for you, I guess that's fine. <laughs> Awesome. Josh, what do you say we wrap this show up?
0: Let's do it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, in addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with VG, you can find us on Facebook at slash Board with G. So feel free to give us a five star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at Board with VG at gmail.com. We tag our stuff with hashtag Board with Fiji. Uh, so please use that hashtag as well on all social medias. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. You can find me on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live at so Serious. that's S-I-R-R-I-U-S, you can find me on Twitch at YSOSerious. That's S-I-I-R-I-U-S. <laughs> Don't get confused. <laughs> I'll fix that soon, I think. Uh, sooner than later. Kyle, where can people find you?
1: So you can find me at all of the usual places. Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, BoardGameGeek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media. Like it. and look, now we'll have a topic for the show for next week <laughs> um, because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming.